good morning. I want to say uh, I appreciate all the prayers and thoughts uh, that have been gone out for my family, uh, for what we're going through right now, and I, I truly appreciate the love that has been shown through this church family, and I, again, I want to say thank you for that. Um, in other news, I want to remind people, if you weren't able to attend last weekend's uh, teacher meeting that we had after services, all the material is back there for you to kind of look through and check out. Uh, also, if you are somebody who missed that desires to be a teacher, we have forms on the table back there um, for you to fill out and, and give back to me. Uh, however, just throw them in that office back there and I'll get them. Uh, but we want to make sure we have everybody uh, that wants to be a teacher, whether uh, you're a a man who wants to teach our teen class or an adult class, or you're a woman who would like to uh, teach a ladies class or uh, one of the younger kid classes, we'd love to have everybody uh, be a part of that, and we'd love for everybody to join in with that. Um, but yes, those are all back there. Please uh, go check out all that cool material that we've invested in, and uh, it'll be a, a, I think it'll be really awesome next year, and I'm excited for it. Um, this morning, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 29, verses 31 through 35. So if you want to go ahead and make your way over there, we're going to be in that text this morning. We're going to look through that context before we get there. Uh, but uh, as you can see, the lesson titled this morning is Unwanted. Now, uh, I was showing this to Heather at the beginning of the week, and uh, she immediately thought of probably what all of you are thinking of this very... Uh, Everybody's probably seen this. If they, they used to have these commercials, somehow they got them on during the Super Bowl. And all of us are probably already singing in our head the song that Sarah McLaughlin would have playing over this. In the arms. And everybody would start crying, and it'd be a tear jerking moment at this point. Um, and I don't know how many dogs probably were bought uh, because of these commercials. But it was all about unwanted animals, right? Animals that had been uh, left by their owners, animals that had just been dropped off, and the ASPCA would pick them up, and they would uh, try to get them a new home. And it was all about this idea of being unwanted, and that's what we're going to be talking about this morning in a, a really a fascinating lesson that I was uh, reading about and just studying and wanted to find what this lesson could be, and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. And we're going to answer this question, how can I get past the feeling of being unwanted? Because if we're all honest with ourselves, there are times in our lives where we feel unwanted. Whether we feel unwanted by a spouse, we feel unwanted by friends, by family, uh, by whoever, we have those feelings of being unwanted. How can I get past that feeling. There's a, a fascinating character in the Bible named Leah who had this same feeling, and she gives us an unbelievable lesson on how we can get past this feeling of being unwanted. Um, to kind of go ahead and set the stage for what we're going to be talking about this morning, here's a little bit of background, a little bit of context to this lesson before we just dive into the text. Uh, we're in the time of Jacob, right? Uh, Jacob is one of the sons of Isaac. You have Jacob and Esau, if you remember them. Uh, Jacob played a little bit of trickery and was able to get the birthright from Esau and ultimately was blessed by his father. Um, 
Jacob was sent out to, and you probably notice up there how weird this is, but he was sent out by his father to go take a, uh, a wife of his mother's tribe, of his mother's brother, actually. So you're starting to think that's his cousin, right? A little weird, but that's how they did things back then. Um, and so Jacob stops at a well. He goes on this journey to find Laban, Laban and his family. He goes out on this journey, stops at a well where all of these uh, sheep, herder, sheep herders are. And they say, he asks them, do you know Laban? They said, yes. Is it well with him? Yes, it's actually well with him. And here comes Rachel, one of his daughters. Okay, that's his cousin, right? And he is so excited. He meets her. Um, he kisses her and he starts weeping and uh, lets him know, hey, I'm actually a part, I'm kin to you. Um, and I'm supposed to go and find you in your father's house. And so they go back, and we find that Jacob is able to strike a deal with Laban to uh, have Rachel's hand in marriage. And the deal that he made was, I'll work for you for seven years. Seven years. And then I would like to have Rachel to be my wife. And Laban agrees. Okay, now the kind of funny that Jacob tricked his brother and all of a sudden Laban's now tricking him after that seven years the wedding day is the wedding week is happening um, Laban plays a tiny bit of a trick on uh, Joseph uh, Jacob here and gives him Leah well that's actually Rachel's older sister and so then Laban says, well, why would I want to give my younger daughter away when my older daughter hasn't been married yet? So please just go ahead and have her, and then we can make another deal for uh, Rachel. And so that's what happens. Leah is now married to um, Jacob, and then they strike another deal that he would get to marry Rachel and then work another seven years, 14 years for Rachel. That's a lot of work, right? And so now I want us to learn about Leah a little bit because she kind of gets discarded and unwanted. Read through this text with me and we'll notice some things that help us understand this lesson. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her room, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben, for she said, Because the Lord has looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. She conceived again and bore a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am hated, he has given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And again, she conceived and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will be attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah. Then she ceased bearing. I want you to notice with me that this idea of the Lord saw that Leah was hated. That's where really this lesson comes from, is this word. Now, really, it's the idea of being unwanted or unloved, right? And so you, the, God looks down upon Leah and notices that in this marriage that she's in, that she is unwanted, unloved. And because of that, he opens her womb. He blesses her. Right? And he gives her the ability to have children. And notice that she has four children, four sons to be exact. Right? And I want you to notice with me this first one. Right? God has opened her womb and she is able to conceive and bear a child. Right? And she names him Reuben. Why does she name him Reuben? 
because I'm having trouble with my words today. Because the Lord has looked upon her affliction, for now my husband will love me. She thought that if I can bear my husband a son, which at that point in time is very important, right? Because if you have a son, you're able to carry on the family name. You're able to carry on the lineage, which in the Jewish mind, your lineage was your everything. And now she's able to provide her husband, whom she loves, this son for him so that his lineage can continue on. And so she wanted to name him in honor of that of this idea of now my husband's going to love me because I've been able to bear him a son. Think with me how sad that must have been for her to go through all of that time, to have those nine months where she's thinking, I hope this is a boy because they didn't have the cool uh, gender reveal parties that we do nowadays. They didn't do all the stuff that uh, you could now figure out the gender. They had to wait till they birthed the child. And to think that she had, went through that birthing process, was able to have this baby boy and think to herself, my husband's going to love me now. But he didn't. And he still, she felt unwanted. But it made me think, how often do we have this same thought that goes through our mind? Where we think, if I'm able to do this for this person that I love, they're going to actually love me back. It may not just be about your spouse, right? And husbands and wives, we do things all the time. There are instances where I know uh, personally of people who think, wives who think to themselves, if I can have another child, my husband will love me more. And we do this, we try to people please all the time to where we focus on how can I make sure that they will want me. They will love me. They will always try to cherish me. And sometimes, more often than not, they never end up changing. They still feel that they don't love you. They still make you and treat you as though you are unwanted. And it's not just between husbands and wives. We do that with friends all the time. And maybe this is where my problem really shines. I try to people please all the time. Because if I can please those friends of mine, guess what? they'll want to love me even more. Sadly, that doesn't happen all the time, right? And so we work and we work and we try to do all of these things for our friends and they still don't want us. Uh, We still feel hated. We still feel unloved. Or maybe it's in our family, right? We try to bend over backwards to help our families in whichever way we can just so we can feel the love from a a mother or a father or maybe a sibling, And we do all of these things because we want to feel loved and not feel unwanted. The same was for Leah, and the same is also for us in a lot of different instances in our life. And we struggle with that feeling of being unwanted, and so we work tirelessly to try and be loved by those people. So notice, son number one didn't work, right? Reuben came along, and she thought, well, maybe he'll love me now. I bore him a son. She conceived again and bore him a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am hated, he has given me this son also. Uh, The Lord blesses her again with another son, another child for her to love and to nurture. And she called him Simeon. And again, she conceived and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will be attached to me. Right? Now, this kind of just seems funny to me. Uh, And maybe not, but... Now she's like, well, i got three kids, and they're all sons now. He's got to be 
attached to me. He can't go anywhere. He's got to love me now. And we think the more and more we do, the more and more people are going to be attached to us. And sadly, relationships end so quickly, but all the while we're working to try and convince people to love us even more, right? And that was the same for Leah. She thought the more children I could have, the more love I would gain from my spouse. And it wasn't the case. Now notice also, because I had borne him three sons, he would be attached to me. Therefore, his name was called Levi. In verse 35, and she conceived again and bore a son and said, this time I will praise the Lord. After having four sons, imagine how long that would take, right? Now let's just say she was uh, very physically ready uh, to be able to have children. She was the person that could have children year after year, right? So let's say four to six years she was able to have these four sons, right? Four to six years. She's putting her body through all of that. Not only that, she's going through all the emotional imbalances that come with pregnancy, and she's having all of these children hoping that when this child is born, my husband will love me more. And every year and every child she bears, she still has this feeling, she still has this understanding that she is not loved by her husband. Now think with me also, how long... Did Jacob work for Leah or for Rachel? 14 years. Think about the love he showed and displayed for Rachel. He was willing to work seven years to gain this woman's hand in marriage, and he wasn't able to. He was tricked. And so he said, Well, I'll work another seven years just because I want this one woman. Imagine that feeling that Leah was going through. I bore him four sons. She hasn't been able to do that, yet you still love her more than me. How often does that feeling come through us? Where we find friends that like other friends more. Where we find uh, parents loving other siblings more. Or we find brothers and sisters loving other people more. Where we find our spouses treating other people better than they treat us. We get that horrible feeling of what can I do more to help them love me? Well, what did Leah do? She said four kids, four sons didn't work. So what am I going to do? This time I'm going to praise the Lord. Who loved Leah the entire time she was giving birth? Who loved Leah from the time she was born? God did. Who loves all of us when other people don't love us? God does. And it's such an amazing lesson that I learned from Leah that, yes, she felt so unwanted by people on the earth. She felt so unwanted by somebody who should want her more than anybody else. And it took her four children, four to six years, however long, for her to finally realize, oh, God is the one that loves me. Because what did God do for her? He provided all of those children for her. He opened her womb. He gave her all of these children. He was blessing her while people were helping her feel unwanted. And so she finally realized, you know, I'm just going to praise the Lord because he's been there for me throughout this entire time. He's been there for me when other people have not wanted me. And that's the lesson for us this morning. There's going to be times in your life where you feel unwanted. 
there's going to be times where people don't treat you how you want to be treated, right? We're all living by the golden rule, hopefully. We're all treating people how we want to be treated, but sometimes people just don't treat you the way you want to be treated. You feel unloved. You feel unwanted. Here's the thing. God's always going to love you. God is always going to be there for you. God is always going to want to take care of you. We just have to acknowledge him in that fact. She stopped bearing after that because she realized God was with me this entire time, and he's the one I need to be praising. He's the one that loves me, not my husband. So here's the solution to us. Here's the answer to that question. How can I get past this feeling of being unwanted? And whatever situation you find yourself in, maybe you have some friends in your life who are, are treating you not so well. Uh, when my mind is, wherever I felt most unwanted when I was a younger kid, okay, I went to Gwynn Elementary School in Bluff Park. Okay, now this school was notorious for little athletic boys. So the game we played all the time was capture the flag, okay? We would all line up, and everybody would start picking. Okay, are you going to pick me to play capture the flag? It requires speed and agility, okay? I was not blessed with those particular traits, and so I never got picked. So I always felt terrible because I'd be the last one. Now, you throw me out when some basketball, football, any other sport besides a, a running sport, I'm good. But I always felt unwanted. I always felt like people didn't want to be my friends. Or maybe you're in a marriage where you're feeling unwanted. Maybe you have family members who make you feel unwanted. Whatever that may be, right? Here's a solution to help you with that. Three, three truths to know to help you cope with being unwanted. God loves you. God loves you so much. You see the verse. Well, I'm sure everybody in here already quoted it in their minds. God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. That's love. That's desire. That's wanting you. Wanting you so much he's willing to give up his own son. And that's something for us to know every single day. God loves me. Loves me so much. Wants me so much that he's willing to give up his own son, his own child for me. Know also that God wants you. In Exodus 34, 14 we see that Moses is telling the people of Israel that don't go after other gods. Why not, Moses? Because God is a jealous God. He wants you. He doesn't want you wanting other people. And we notice throughout Leah's story, she was striving to win the love of her husband. So much so she was willing to bear him all of those sons, bear all those children for him. And all of a sudden she realized... It's actually God that wants me. And she praises the Lord for that. God wants you too. God doesn't want you putting other little G gods in front of him, whether that's idols, whether that's materials, whether that's whatever, family, relationships. God wants you. He's a jealous God and he wants you. He desires you. And next you see that God cherishes you. This is the idea of how the church is nourished and cherished by God. God cherishes us. He loves us. He wants to be there for us. He wants to always make sure that we know that we are wanted, we're loved, and we're nurtured. The idea of that cherish is like a mother nurturing their child. 
And you think with me how much love is seen in that picture. That's how much God cherishes us. And that's what I want you to know as you go throughout each and every day and you find maybe I feel unwanted in some areas. Think about those. God loves you, God wants you, and God cherishes you. So my encouragement, my homework for you, or just something to always have on your mind. Maybe you do find yourself feeling unwanted sometimes. Just say those very three truths. God loves me, God wants me, and God cherishes me. And can't we all be thankful for that? That even in those times where I feel unloved by the world, God loves me. And who's more important to love us than God? And who's more important to strive for his love than God? And so please remember those truths as you go throughout your days, as you go throughout your weeks, that God loves me, God wants me, and God cherishes me. Let's pray together. Our God in heaven, we love you, and we thank you so much for this story about Leah, for the life she lived, for the lesson that she taught us. God, we pray as we go throughout our lives and we feel unwanted, we'll always recognize that you truly love us. You are willing to do so much, so much to where you gave your son for us. Father, we also understand that you desire us. You love us so much, you want us, and we pray that we will focus on wanting you back. Father, thank you so much for cherishing us, for nurturing us, for taking care of us, for putting clothes on our back, for providing this building for us, for blessing us each and every day. And Father, we just pray that as we go throughout our days that we focus on that lesson. We may be unwanted by the world. We may be unwanted by those closest to us in this life. But we know you love us. We know you want us, and we know that you'll cherish us. Father, we thank you so much for the lesson this morning. I pray that you'll be with all of us as we go throughout our days. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you find yourself in need this morning of prayers, whatever they may be, you need some encouragement in your life, or maybe you're ready to uh, come back to the Lord. You're ready to commit yourself to God again. You've walked away from the church. You've walked away from God, and you want to come back and ask for prayers of this congregation. We'd love to do that. Or maybe you're here this morning, and you find yourself wanting to know more about God. You want to study more about Him. You want to learn about this church. You want to learn about who he is and his son, I would love to study with you. There's other men here that would love to study with you. You just have to ask. And I, you can ask me after church. I'd love to set up a time with you uh, and we can study those things. Or maybe you're here this morning and you find yourself not a part of God's family. You've never been baptized. You've never been immersed in water and had your sins washed away. Uh, we would love and encourage that to happen this morning as well. We just ask that you please come while we stand and sing the song of invitation.